So begin this week of group practice together. So many of these forms and uh, practices will be familiar or you have your own particular angle on how you manage mindfulness body, mindfulness of mind, mindfulness of feelings, and so on. Yeah. But uh, while we have this group formed together, particular um, qualities that this group form highlights and uh, brings into focus, which we can make use of, um, a shared aspiration as aspiration contained as an energy to it and the energy collects and gathers and steadies and so in a group as a shared aspiration as a shared energy as a shared commitment as a shared strengthening just by that that fact alone mm. So the first thing to reflect upon and consider and ask yourself, what is aspiration? Now, in we say in Buddhist terms, we have the term sattā, faith or confidence or assurance, and that has particular process to it. There's the searching for it. There's the recognition that can be a, one can have confidence. Finding something you have confidence in, you feel this is worthwhile, and then rising up and commitment to it. And this particular aspiration is when we're just getting some sense of there is that a meaning and a purpose that brings forth the best in us, and we want to work it out and strengthen it, and bring it to its fruition. So aspiration connects to the very, very fundamental wish of the heart, acts as the basis for energy, because it energizes you, you light up with it, you get a sense of, yes, purpose, and energy crystallizes, you get commitment, and you're mindful. You're able to bear all that in mind, to use that to encompass the mind. And this gives rise to collectedness, because we're unified in what we're doing. And this is everyday, daily life samadhi. We're collected, unified on what you, where you are, what you're doing, what you're with. And from this you get panya, discernment. You begin to understand what needs to be put aside, what conditions and causes support, what conditions and causes lead to decline, and how to stay vigilant. So aspiration, and uh, I find in my own practice, this isn't something I, I did, you know, 40 years ago, and then stopped. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's every time. 
it's every day, and maybe it's every every sit, every sitting, every walking. It's just that because it's not really about a process of progress in terms of time or arriving at a certain state or doing something or achieving something just a it's a turning back to the uprising of the heart the rising of faith so to meet what arises with a mind of faith you've got something you've got some sense of this is where I'm at. So we might say, what is our, how would you phrase it? It's a very deep question, actually. Yeah. You know, say when I was a teenager, maybe if you know, what do you want to be? Was like, do you want to be a bus driver or a lecturer or a businessman? It's kind of connected to what you want to do in your life and it, you want to be there and I could never really find an answer for that because it, nothing lit up you know yeah I could do that I could do that but so what it didn't light up you know, in a way the question was a good question but it didn't quite go deep enough not to what I would become in the future not even to what I want to do or what kind of identity I want to have but just what does the heart really rise up for? Is there such a thing? You know, I don't want to be living my life just getting by. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I get the food on the table, clothes, yeah, circumstances, so forth. But I don't want to just live life like I'm a passenger getting by just on what? you know, handling what happens. I want to be fully with what I, where I am. A sense of fullness of being. I'm not about to become something, or could be that, or should be that, or other people say I ought to be that, or I'm doing this because I have to, or because somebody else thinks it's a good idea, No, it's, it's before that. It's a question that perhaps I don't find that many words for. To me it's about clarity. I don't really muddled. I know what I don't want to be. I don't really muddle-headed. I don't want to be half here. Kind of inclining to being somewhere else. I don't really half doing what I'm doing. Or doing it with some kind of numb sense of duty or gotta get by or everybody else wants this. I don't want to be doing that. I think it's a sense of clarity, firmness, openness. I don't know what words come up for you, if any. Maybe it's just I want to put aside that. I know what I don't want to be. Perhaps that's where you start, just streaming away what you don't want to associate with.
Because although this is a, a, a question that perhaps goes even deeper than words, all our actions and thoughts that we can conceive and follow on from should proceed from that place. Otherwise you're really in a conundrum. Living half a life. So what can I put my energy into? Put it that way. And recognizing that, you know, life on a sensory level is always shifting and changing. You know, it's not really going to be too much about the particular external circumstances which are going to be shifting. It's going to be about um, right effort, right perspective, goodwill, clarity, integrity. Yeah, that's part of it. Honesty, yeah, that's part of it. I notice whenever one gets those senses of something rings a bell, lights up, there's an energy there, a certain aha. And you can feel it in your body. Not as a sensation, but as an energy in your body. And you, something in you straightens up, brightens up, goes yes. Because the rest of it is just ideas. Aspiration. And along with that, you recollect. Bodies are bound to birth, aging, death. Social circumstances are shifting, changing, insecure, unstable. Economies rise and pass. Nations form and dissolve. Mm. Friends come, go, die, decline, pass away, move on. Mm. Mm. How to be in that without getting stuck in any of it. A sense of uh, integrity in terms of how we relate but not hanging on. And you start to cultivate that in the most fundamental way, just with your own inner circumstances, your thoughts, ideas, sensations, content of mind. How much of this do you want to engage with and how? Recognizing even in that, we begin to really get it, 
when there's aspiration, there's a difference between the mind, if you like, or awareness, citta, heart, and content. Content can be thoughts, emotions, chains of thoughts, patterns of emotions, mental energies, all stuff that you can discern as coming, going, changing, vigorous, exciting, depressing, uh, fascinating. Even ideas about yourself, convincing, uh, and yet content, isn't it? Mind is not content of mind. Jitta is not the jitta sankara, the conditioning forces. When you engage with those jitta sankaras, those thoughts, emotions, imaginations, dreams, fantasies, <coughs> visions, projections, there's an entanglement. And yet, this is the stuff of life, isn't it? Thoughts, impressions, visions, hopes, skillful and unskillful. We're cultivating that which can be aware to suitable engagement. Holding things lightly. Moderating. Restraining, encouraging, letting things pass. Not creating an identity out of those emotions, thoughts, impressions. Not expecting them to arrive somewhere fruitful by themselves. They're just this. And yet, there it is. And the results of that kind of clear discerning engagement is when it gets a sense of what is to be put aside, what is to be restrained, what is to be encouraged, what is to be converted into action. And this is wisdom arises. And if we feel, yeah, Maybe wisdom something to aspire to. <laughs> wisdom about this. Then our actions will be as straight as they can be, as clear as they can be, as generous, as loving as they can be right now. And it's a work in progress, isn't it? Aspiration. May may wisdom prevail and willing to do the work to enable that to happen. It's careful engagement, careful attention to what arises in terms of content. What is to be encouraged? What is to be put aside? 
what is to be compassionate towards? What is it to just withdraw from, let pass? You know, this is your, this is your life. <laughs> it's a very intimate question, an intimate process. There's no conformity around this, apart from conformity according to those moderating principles. And then see what actions and speech come from there. So you're living your life. Without regret, doubt, confusion. There may be times when you have to, you want to work hard. Sometimes that doesn't seem necessary. But it's not about calm or quiet. Nor is it about vigor. It's about moderating. So we moderate uh, reflecting on changeability of circumstances, changeability of conditions. We also moderate by referring to what's happening in terms of our embodiment, our body energy. Because the mind, mental condition can be so powerful, they just inflame the nervous system inflame and you get this kind of inflammations we're just obsessed with ideas visions thoughts anger craving compulsion it's flaring up so there's no capacity to moderate because the mind is overheated it's overcooked and you're going to come back to body Presence of body as a moderator, whole body, sitting, standing, walking. These are not complex. They are like one click in a way, one click away. <laughs> Which is what you want with a, when you have a thing called a, a mental content. Because these mental conditions... Sankaras are volatile and um, they're like motivating forces and they have a force to them that can inflame your mind and can soothe it of course and can steady it but just to check to understand inflammation as inflammation, asava, outflow, overspill, spilling out, drenched, saturated. (laughs) To know that. And what you get saturated in the process with, (laughs) the sankara is quite capable of establishing an entire realm of consciousness around that. Dependent on sankara is consciousness. I mean, you know, the very world that one's mind then concocts, self, other, future, past, 
arises, like blowing up a balloon. You, know, you only have to blow into the balloon, and it blows up in all directions. It doesn't just go in one direction, it goes into future, past, self, and other. Expands. You have a whole realm of consciousness happening in that, when we start to etch in the details. That's conditional. That's conditionality. That's the conditioning forces. That's the motivating forces. That's the sankara. And it's something we are born with. That capacity for good and for bad. But you want to get a handle on it because the ones that just spill out and inflame, even though they may sound good, thrilling, convincing. It's the inflammation, the obsession, the saturation that you want to get a recognition of. Hey, wait a minute. Where's the way to moderate this? Okay. Body, spine, feet, out-breath, in-breath, whole body. Heartbeat, temperature. Let's just take that off steady for a while. Steadying. You prick the bubble, the balloon. You come back to this. And it's not a collapse because once you establish that presence of body, your chitta, your awareness, then just settles back onto that. Uh huh. We're here, we're grounded, steady. Energy isn't blown out into the balloon. It withdraws, it steadies back. You have a sense of upright, steady, stable here. The way all one's mental proliferations, if handled carefully, can actually be deflated. And it doesn't lead to a collapse of energy, it leads to an integration of energy into the here and now of where your body is. That's a very helpful little one-click step to make. And settling in your body. So you're making your, as a craft, as a skill, as a piece of work, you like, you're sort of crafting, making your body something that's capable, has capacity, has the ability essentially to both arouse energy and discharge energy. Again, too much stuff going on, you want to have something that's got the ability to discharge. And bodies can do that. Minds are not very good at that. They're now to inflate, but deflation sounds weak and feeble. But bodies know how to let the pressure off and settle back into presence. And your mind held by that. Hmm? 
the respiration or energy has a certain embodied resonance to it and just go light on the ideas take it easy on the ideas just mm -hmm. and then how does that feel settled so we spend time with this because even though it's like one click I say it takes still takes time for that release or gathering gathering out of staleness and fogginess or releasing from inflamed overwhelming energies it takes time for the energies to shift you get stable but this is kind of why we do you know <laughs> formal meditation practice you know, recognizing these very you know, universal forms standing, sitting, walking even reclining you know, bodies can do them and they are so well uh, advocated that anywhere in the Buddhist world you talk about meditation, people immediately get that picture, body sitting upright <laughs> Or maybe body walking steadily, or maybe body standing still. Yeah, I get that. And recognition of the mind can just be about anywhere from heaven to hell and in between. There's almost no way of measuring it. But this we know. This is where it all comes from. This is our home ground. So then we put make a craft out of it rather than, yeah. Kind of just uh, plonk myself here, but shaping from the ground, the base of the body, up through the spine, relaxing what can be relaxed, what's not needed. And eventually the breath comes in, the breathing comes into reach, or bits of it come into reach. And that's your tidal reference point that's where the moderation really gets going it's also straightening out or getting that moderating influence it's not just wise it's also pleasurable it starts to feel really good when things line up because the mind isn't jumping hither and thither slouching and splundering running and racing calculating and procrastinating aspiration then becomes actual realisation as we all know you know, body is uh, many different things. The, the anatomical body you can see with your eyes, not really that useful, apart from just to get the sense of, okay, standing, sitting, walking. 
know, and the feelings that touch it from the outside, often distracting. So we choose a quiet place, a calm place. Most important, what happens within that, the feelings, the, the numb spaces, whether you're up in your chest, up in your head, stuck in your back, and just spreading or smoothing out through that form so your awareness covers the whole thing. Where awareness goes, energy will follow. And so you get a, a composed body. And you do this standing, sitting, or reclining, or walking. And, you know, people with energy systems are different. So some people it's like walking, the mobility, the fluidity of that is helps to gather energy within that particular form. Standing gives you the sense of balance. It's an extremely balanced exercise if you do it stand for like 15, 20 minutes without shuffling, shifting. You, know, you have to be really very centered on your feet and you get a nice balanced upright sense that body comes into alignment. And you don't daydream because you can't maintain that balance if you're sleepy or restless. So it just helps to a simple one touch reference point. And then we don't have to judge mental thoughts, mental proliferations, we don't have to get into that. We can just say this is where the energies gather together, composed. That's your first base, isn't it? Sadda, faith, aspiration, energy, sati, mindfulness, gathering it together, samadhi, collected. And then from there, oh, this is the cause and condition that throws me off balance. That one, handled that way. This particular set of preoccupations takes me out. Uh-huh. This one's take me back. And then you get banya, discernment through this method. This is our practice and our occasion and this quality of aspiration and right energy when it's shared, it has a consolidating effect because something in your system is very sensitive to the presence of other people and we both use it as an occasion to discharge any negative perceptions with others, or confusing perceptions, or critical perceptions, or comparative perceptions. As I know, this these are this is the Sangha, this is the assembly, this is the unification of Dhamma in the human form. Let's just settle into that. And then that strengthens everything. So let's take our time and uh, proceed in accordance with our practice, with aspiration and discernment.